Hello, this is Melissa Hale Spencer, the editor of the Altamont Enterprise. I'm here with Marcello Yaya, co-publisher. We are about to take our weekly tour of the news, this time for the week of March 23rd. And on our front page, the dominant picture is of a woman, Jessica Clure, who with her husband and six children had to leave their home in the Green Acres trailer park in Knox because the electricity went out. This was a fire, an electrical pole on Monday night, and we got a call from the town assessor because a resident had called, and he tried the sheriff's office who said there could be a court paper, but that wouldn't help the people now, and he called the building inspector who said he could write up something saying no one should be living there, but no one seemed to know what to do to help. Our reporter, H. Rose Schneider, was on the job. She was able to talk to the owner, who turns out had turned off his phone because of migraines. And he's hired an electrician and says electricity will be restored by Friday. We will follow that story. Also on the front page, we have Elizabeth Floyd Mayer following up on a survey, a budget time survey, that showed, surprisingly, students and parents' top priority was safety in the school buildings. She investigated, as the district does, why. Our editorial this week is a strong call for a permanent warning on land that had been polluted years ago by the Army. They left the Army Depot in Gilderland Center and now are calling the cleanup finished on one of the areas of concern. These are areas that pose originally had posed a threat to human health. This is a former burn pit area and our concern is that there's no permanent designation on that property which still has vapors that can be harmful or anyone to build there. And Carol Coogan, again, has captured the situation perfectly, um, drawing from the description of a woman who had a piece of property, not knowing, bought it, had her husband die of cancer, her two horses die of cancer, her cats mysteriously disappear, before the federal government did spend over half a million dollars to clean up the Army's toxic waste there. Letters lead off with a reaction to one we had last week um, over the closing of Smitty Smith's Tavern in Voorheesville. There's an upcoming hearing in April on the plans for a Stewart's to go there. Marty Finkel has written from the point of view of a independent business owner about how much you pour into that business and what your rights are when the time comes to retire. Below that, we have a letter from Donald Sapos, who's a grant writer for the town of Gilderland, responding to a letter, a thoughtful letter we had last week from a resident who believes there should be more sidewalks in town. Mr. Sapos does too, but explains the expense and difficulty in doing that, and it's been a very productive dialogue between those two men. We thank them. We have a picture of Sharon Breisch, who is has a cellar filled with blankets for the Linus Project, making um, comfort for kids that have um, suffered from disease or other trauma. And she's now working on wigs that are indicative of princesses, Disney princesses. And this one is Ariel from The Little Mermaid with seaweed-type hair and a starfish. It turns out that the chemotherapy that takes away children's hair is difficult for them to wear wigs, too rough, and this is warm and cozy. And it's a project you can find out more about and perhaps participate in yourself. 
More from um, our letter writer, originally from the Hilltowns, who is upset about transgender bathrooms and responding to some of our earlier letters. We also have um, a school board candidate being announced, Helen Lounsbury in the town of Bern. Lots of appreciation for various um, goings-on about town. Um, a reaction from... Fran Porter and Altamont to a column we ran last week, and Fran Porter says it's not a good time to turn off the news, it's time to jump in and get involved. The old men of the mountain had their restaurant closed in the snowstorm last week, and although they probably could have snowshoed or skied there, they had to call it off, so that column will be back next week, and we know our readers will be happy to see it again. We have a plea from Christina Charles. We've interviewed her for a podcast. She's part of the Altamont Main Street USA group, and they're asking local stores not to put tabloids um, with politically motivated fake news stories right next to the cash register. Another proponent for the Crossgates Hotel. A very, very moving letter from John Rowan over... Um, the death of mechanic John Foley, uh, certainly a figure that will be greatly missed in our community. Um, finally, we end with a letter by Joel Wilsey, who is um, concerned about the safety issues in closing Stage Road. And then we launch into the news. We have some pictures by Elizabeth that show... Um, a fire, only the smoke was visible from uh, a fire in Heritage Village, but the residents were waiting outside, and one apartment was hurt. The rest were saved by the local volunteer firefighters, and um, we're glad it wasn't any more serious than that. No one was hurt. We have Stories this week on openings in our library and school boards. Elections are in on May 16th, and petitions of area voters are due for anyone considering running by April 17th. Another story on a similar thing for Knox Westerlow. And here we have what was once a shining landmark in the town of Bern, the White Sulphur Springs boarding house and the building inspector in Bern, Mr. Timothy Libert, has decided um, with a recent tour that this building poses a hazard and if the church that owns it does not tear it down, the town would do so. One of the fears is it would take out this residence next door. Westerlo has enacted its solar law. We've been covering that as they've been developing it and it's now a reality by unanimous vote. A follow-up on the fire we covered on our front page last week. The property, um, which was deserted at on Prospect Terrace, the building complex burned down, and it reignited on Thursday and was again put out by firefighters. On Monday, the property was completely cleaned up by its owners, Tom and Sally Ketchum. Veterans Bureau representatives are visiting the towns in Albany County, making a pitch to get more veterans registered for services, and we urge veterans to do that. They've certainly done their share for the country and are entitled to those services. Elizabeth's front page story went beyond just looking at the fear around security issues and looked at some other things that might be causing 
uh, concern about safety in the schools. She amassed the data from the state education department on violent and disruptive incidents that had happened in each of the Gilderland's seven schools over the last three years. Turning the page, we have Mary Poppins, and this is a musical being produced in Voorheesville this weekend. Judging from what we saw at the rehearsal, we'd urge you to go. What interested us in this is talking to the young actors and actresses. They had been aware of the original author of the children's books, views on Mary Poppins, and as the lead in the show said, I'm not playing it the Disney way. So um, that's worth both a read and a visit. Many other things happening in our community, in our calendar. Um, some events out and about. One is a Town Hall display in Knox honoring Daniel Driscoll, who did so much in so many ways for the town. The library has, as usual, each of them many, many activities. Featured is a bird-watching backpack that you can check out of the library, complete with binoculars. And on the subject of birds, Voorheesville has an incubator where patrons can come and see the eggs turn, see the eggs candled at certain times, and watch the chicks hatch, a sure sign of spring. A sad story here on a Gilderland man charged with sexual abuse of a disabled man in his care. And Elizabeth Floyd Mayer went to great lengths to find out more about who Justin Hope was and discovered that he had won a Matthew Shepard scholarship and talked to someone in that program to find out more about him. Um, we have arrests from across our coverage area included in our blotters pages. And sadly, we have quite a few obituaries this week. Um, one of them involved, who's known to us as Sonia Otterness, but it turns out she's a woman who lives several lives. And in one of them, she was Sonia Kay, a name she chose professionally. We know her as a farmer's wife. And here she is as a New York City model, having immigrated from Norway after the war. And um, lovingly described by close friends. John Foley, an icon in our area, both for his mechanical genius, his love of going fast, and his friendly nature. Um, we have lots of activities going on in our seniors' organizations that are reported on here, as well as the usual wit from Phyllis Johnson, who can remember refusing shrimp at her dinner table as a child and explores how it is we make our assumptions about things. This is the rest of Rose's story, where she's captured a portrait of some of the people that had lived in the trailer park. This woman, Julia Van Hosen, has um, blankets over her fish tanks in the hopes of keeping them alive. Did not want to leave her home, but temperatures have been well below freezing. With wind chill, they were down to two last night. Um, the owner and the electrician are looking at the boxes that need repair when the fire struck, and it's the third that's hit a um, utility pole in the trailer park. And uh, one of the residents described it as looking like a Roman candle. A sheriff's deputy came to the rescue and put it out with a fire extinguisher, but damage was done to eight of the boxes, so there are at least eight families without uh, electricity. 
We have some student news. It's great to see after graduating from our local high schools what happens next. We have a roundup of the winter season and sports. Many of the athletes going on to state competition are highlighted here. And we conclude with, we hope, a sure sign of spring. Not only is the sap running in the maple trees, but the sap run in Knox took place this year with a new mascot, appropriately named Sappy. And the festival continues this upcoming weekend. There'll be a pancake breakfast at the Knox Firehouse, as well as tours of local sugar bushes. Enjoy the sweet stuff.